I am jealous. No, jealous is the wrong word. Envious. I am envious of prolific people. People who seemingly, with ease, put out product after product after product with, you know, just not a care in the world. I, I, I'm referring to uh, authors, some of my favorite authors. James John Sanford's one of my favorite authors, the Prey novels. He's got almost 30 of them, and I'm amazed at how good each and every one of them is as the series continues. James Patterson puts out uh, a book a week, it seems like. Cartoonists who have to prolifically put a, a strip out every day uh, for years and years and years. Some of my favorite ones, Peanuts, Charles Schultz, Doonesbury, uh, Pearls and Swine right now. It, 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 I, some people say that this podcast is prolific. No, no, we're consistent. There's a difference. There's a difference. You know, we try to put out a product on a weekly basis, sometimes schedules and vacations and whatnot get in the way. We're consistent. Prolific? No, we would be prolific if we had Whiskey Business and three other podcasts that go along with it that we did on a regular basis that were all different and so forth and so on. Uh, I write every day. I try to. Am I prolific? No. I'm consistent in the fact that I get up and do it every day, but the final product, eh, it sits upstairs, uh, stack upon stack, waiting to be discovered, and it'll never be discovered because I don't think it's good enough, so maybe I'm not prolific because I think it's shit. So my question, (laughs) if it is a question, do prolific people love everything they do and that's why they're prolific and, and, and put it all out there or do they struggle in the same ways but nonetheless I admire the effort and I admire the the end product because if you can keep putting something out whether it's creatively scientifically mechanically socially even there are people who are socially prolific that are out there every night doing their thing especially now with social media uh, the influencers are prolific in what they do yes I'm not jealous of prolific people but I am envious of the qualities you possess I'm Dino Tricotis and welcome to Whiskey Business a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey and I'm very excited about tonight's whiskey a bottle of Uncle Nearest 1856, yeah. 100 proof. Um, this, obviously, I'll give you the short story, and I really strongly suggest that you Google Uncle Nearest and, and get the, the full story. But uh, the story goes that when Jack Daniels was a lad, he was taken under the wing of a preacher who taught him how to make whiskey. Yeah, well, not entirely true. Uh, the preacher was involved but it was a slave that the preacher owned by the name of Nathan Nearest Green. And that is the man who taught Jack Daniels how to make whiskey. And this one uh, uh, is is the end result of uh, the the tutelage that Jack Daniels had under Nathan Green. And and we're going to drink it tonight and talk about it a little bit and see how our guest likes it. Uh, It retails for about 58 bucks a bottle. It's 100 proof. Um, for me, personally, I, I think there's a nice little hint of uh, molasses when you first take a sniff of it. 
and then it gets kind of caramely uh, going in. It's about 90% corn, rye, uh, 90% corn and rye uh, mix, but uh, a little bit of malted corn in there as well, which is probably explains some of the other flavors. But Uncle Nearest is our guest bottle. And our guest, you know when I rant and rave in the beginning, it's all tied to something, right? We hope so. Because because when I think of prolific... (laughs) I'm not going to edit this out. uh, Yeah. When I say prolific and I say I'm envious, I am kind of envious of our guest. Tonight is James Daly, who... um, Writes under the name of Jerome Wetzel, which I don't understand because I think James Daly is a, just a strong, fine name for a writer and an author. And the Daily Jerome, Planet, that's and, good, and, yeah. And Jerome Wetzel, quite honestly, sounds like an accountant. <laughs> 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 so explain to me why 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 James Daly writes under Jerome Wetzel, and then we're going to get into what you write. And it is, I'm sorry, but it is rather prolific. Thank if you, you. If, if you. If you stop and think about it for a second, and we'll tell you exactly why. But why the different names? Um, honestly, I started writing stories in like elementary school, and my father thought I should have a pen name. I don't know. He thought it would be cool. Uh, Wetzel is my middle name. Um, so he had me writing under James Wetzel. Wetzel is Wetzel. your Wetzel's your middle name? Who yeah. you, who you named after that's named Wetzel? So the Dailies were in Ohio uh, back in the 1700s, and we're friends with the Wetzels, who I guess – some Wetzel had hunted down some Native Americans that had murdered some dailies. And so the name Wetzel has been passed through my family for over 200 years. Okay. Um, nice. So that's where that comes from. Uh, not the not the greatest piece of history. No, that's no. associated with it, to be honest with you. But No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. But uh, as a kid, I thought it was cool just to have that length of history. Right. Now as an adult, you know, there's absolutely mixed feelings about it. And Jerome? Jerome was my confirmation name. I was raised Catholic. Okay. So I, I'm not Catholic now, but I was raised Catholic, so I just took the two middle names and reversed them. I think there you I go. But, yeah, uh, not Catholic anymore, but I think I saw, was it a comment from you that I saw when we had Father Nick Ventura on yeah. that you weren't going to listen to the podcast, but then you were glad that you did? Yeah, I mean, uh, for a while I had been just trying to look and see who the guest was to decide if I was going to listen or not. Uh-huh. Uh, lately I've been listening to every episode. Um, Thank you. No, I, I'm enjoying it a lot, or else I want to do that because uh, I'm a busy guy and I don't listen just to listen. Right, right, right. Um, Time is money. But yeah, I uh, well, I saw a priest. I was like, uh, maybe this will be one I skip. And then I was like, well, I'll just listen to the beginning and see how it goes. He was very interesting and personable. Yeah, and yeah. I dug that episode a lot. Father Nick was a great guest. Why did you uh, leave the church? Um, it happened slowly uh, in college. I started to question beliefs and went the agnostic route or the non-denominational first and then agnostic and then slowly in my mid-late 20s I shifted into the atheist column. So that's the progression? Yeah. Is that the normal progression? I think so. Uh, I. You can't go straight to atheist? Do you have to... I think you have to... When the Catholicism has been drilled in you... I mean, I was in church every right. Sunday until uh, I was yeah. almost 18 years old. He's right. Yeah. So It's hard yeah. to forget some of that even yeah. if you want to. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But isn't there always something? Isn't there something? Isn't there a moment uh, in time or in life with, that that makes you think twice? That I mean, what what's what all of a sudden made you go, huh? Why am I doing this? So, I, different people have different definitions of atheist. Uh, personally, I think there could be something out there um, that we don't know about. I just think we haven't seen uh, concrete enough evidence to have developed any type of logical thinking. That would get even close to the truth. 
So I could definitely be wrong. I'm open to that possibility. So but. you don't you don't pray? No. Or when you are seeking some sort of divine guidance of some sort, who who do you speak to? Just an entity, or do you think there's some sort of entity out there of, of some sort? If there is, I don't I don't believe they have anything to do with us now. So yeah, no, really? I don't seek guidance in that way. Um, I guess I just try to think of experience and what other people would do, and that I respect and go from it that way. Do you, uh, do you have a family? Yeah. Yeah. And are they on board or do they have their own beliefs as well? <laughs> Most of uh, my family, about <laughs> half at least, are still Catholic. Yeah. Um, I mean, my mom still is. Most of my siblings have stopped going to church. Uh, but no, my dad was never spoke of his religion, so I really don't know what he believes. Uh-huh. Um, he just made us go to church because mom went to church. He didn't go. He didn't go. Yeah. That's so, good advice. Just do whatever. Mom whatever says, makes mom, mom happy. Mom says so. Yeah. Yes. Because you're, you're a good Catholic. Well, I'm a Catholic. I'm, <laughs> you're, 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 I'm better than some. I'm worse yeah. than others. Mm-hmm. But, and, and this isn't, I, I mean, I, this, we could talk about theology forever, but part of it is like you said, it's been ingrained in your head since mm-hmm. I was born. Yeah, no, normally so part is, of it is what you know. This is the type of, uh, of, uh, of questions and, and, and discussion that would usually be on the Towards, right. towards the middle or the end. Let's just jump into theology. We got a comedian uh, the in. Podcast. Let's go. At the end of the podcast. But, you know, when things come up, you know, I seize the moment because I'm afraid I'm going to forget it later. Sure. So, yeah, because I, you know, I obviously believe, but uh, if I, I would probably question why, I've never really questioned why, I just always have. And in those desperate moments, you know, my mother has insisted that uh, I have a, a little area downstairs that has you know icons of the virgin mary and Mm -hmm. jesus and uh, some of the apostles and there's candles and and so forth and i've gone down there and in those in desperate moments and and just had a had a chat with the lord assuming that you know that there there's that higher power out there so yeah no judgments no no just but definitely curious as to how you would transition into that and you're good yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm comfortable with it. I don't bring it up to argue it with people. I no. figure that's everybody comes to their own belief however they get to it mm-hmm. and not trying to convince anyone. So There's so many gradients of it. You know? yeah. yeah. And does it translate how's this for a segment? <laughs> does it translate into your writing? Does it there show up in go. your in your writing? Um not so blatantly, I don't think. Uh we do have some time travelers and we've played with the Bible just a little bit more in a fun manner i hope people uh-huh. will take it as um i mean i've got some other ideas where we may cross You're the bible again not supposed to play with the bible son i know i know but what is this, a, a comic book <laughs> uh, yeah so i mean we had a, the time travelers visit the garden of eden and mess around with adam and eve and, right. and stuff um and had a god character come in but did it you know prove that he wasn't a god or anything he the was Simpsons the god he created it. it's okay yeah they were just yeah. wandering through these guys were wandering through the garden with him and you write for it's all been done. It's all been done before. Is the network? Is the network or is it the podcast? Is there so many things within the, within I? And I'm dyslexic a little bit, so mm-hmm. uh, uh, so many things within. It's I A B D, right? Yes. I A B D, not I A D B. It's all been done. All yes. been done before. before. Yes. So you write for this yes. this this group. Mm-hmm. Did you start this group? Yes, I did. You did. Mm-hmm. And you write, but you don't perform. Generally, no. Generally, no. Mm-hmm. I just made my first guest appearance this last weekend. Oh, really? Congratulations, because yeah. when you, you and I talked a long time ago, mm-hmm. you you were adamant about that. I don't want to. I, don't I wanna, still don't want to. I don't um, want to. Samantha Stark, who you are aware of. Yes. Uh, Hi, Samantha. 
she we did a shorts festival this past month because Mad Lab does a shorts festival every May. And we thought, hey, we're at Mad Lab. They're our home base. Let's do something in their style. So we had a bunch of different writers write short versions of our segments. I wrote a couple, but uh, in this case, I only wrote about 25% of the show, which is the least I've ever written on our show. And Sam wrote one with a part for me and was very adamant that I do it. Um, I don't think I did a great job, and I'm not anxious to do it again. <laughs> but at Sam's urging, I went ahead and played the part she wrote for me. Nice. Yeah. And and so you were very critical of yourself. I mean, I think... Are you... I think ahead. I'm an okay actor if it's the right part. I've done some plays. We did a play at Mad Lab last fall that I was in um, as an actor, and I think I did a pretty good job, but I was basically playing myself. Mm-hmm. And the types of characters we have on this show... Some of them can be pretty outlandish. And if, I mean, you're familiar, you've seen the cast. Mm-hmm. We have such an amazing cast. I can't compete at their level. Yeah, I want to talk about the cast too, but let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's start, let's start sure. with grassroots here, how, how you put this whole thing mm-hmm. together. So, like I said, I've been writing forever. Um, I've got a couple books that I self-published through Amazon, and you know nobody was reading them. They weren't going anywhere. I didn't know, have any clue what to do to get people to read them. So I was trying to think, what can I do that'll get people in front, of, in front of an audience. So somebody will read something I write. Um, and I wanted to do a web series, video web series, because that's what everybody was doing in those days. But I mean, this was like five years ago. Everybody had a video web series. But we didn't have the equipment. Um, I didn't have the money. <laughs> that's to, so, to, the so 2014. It is, right? Uh, I just didn't have the technical knowledge or the equipment. And I thought I could do it, but it would be A lot of effort. And then I discovered a podcast called Thrilling Adventure Hour out of L.A. And they'd been doing a radio scripted original program for 10 years. They were just ending. Nobody else was doing it. And I thought, hey, if they're going to give up the format, somebody should pick it up. Um, I don't do material that's anything like theirs, but I... I'll do the format. And it's kind of a throwback to, yeah. to the, the days when people would huddle around a radio and, and listen to these uh, to these serials. Old-timey radio. Yeah. And, yeah. And love, like, can I interject there? That's where uh, at last year at the 2018 Columbus Podcast Festival, we were Whiskey Business was there, a couple of the other podcasts I produced for, and I just stumble in on your guys' show, and it just blew my mind. Right away, I knew. I was like, somehow I'm going to get latched into these guys. And Samantha, who, and what's her role? She's kind of like the marketing. For our and, network, for she's the, the network. director of social media yeah, and marketing. Right. Yeah, right. And uh, she grabbed me because she saw me like cackling and drinking beer in the mm-hmm. back row. And, uh, and, and But I knew right away, I was like, this is something that's, that it just struck a chord with me, partly because of the, the old-timey radio stuff right, and right. the comedy. But and you I told me about to, it. Yeah, I was yeah. like, you guys got to hear this. You got to hear this. And here we are. A and year now, later. A year later, well, so these, these things take well, time. Well, but but you but you've done stuff with them, and we've been mm-hmm. involved. Oh yeah, yeah. I've had the pleasure yeah. of being yeah. the, so the guest it's, narrator. It's kind of cool uh, to be part of this community. I'll be doing it uh, again here in June. June eighth. June eighth. Saturday, June eighth, five p.m. Mad Lab Theater. There, you, I'll be there. <laughs> I appreciate. it. I should it. write that down, Hansberry. <laughs> <laughs> I got it for you. I should, I should I'll put down. it in my calendar for <laughs> no, you. No, no, I got it written down. <laughs> I got it written. Down. So, so you 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 put this group together mm-hmm. did you put a call out did you know people what did, i mean how because it, you're, it is a very talented and eclectic mm-hmm. group of people it really is and most of them did not know each other before we did it um i when i started working on it my goal was to spend a lot of time planning and making sure we weren't just rushing into it i think that's an issue a lot of people make is as soon as they start something they want to go ahead and get it in front of people so i spent over six months just thinking about the stories and the characters. Then I did an audition call, and I posted everywhere I could think of for auditions. Um, took, got 
enough that we could turn people down, which I was pleased. Just that benchmark. Uh, a couple of my friends wanted to do it, and they were good. They, were, I mean, I've got some talented friends um, that I grew up with. Uh, Nick Argenbright, Nathan Haley, um, they're still in the show. But those were guys I've known for 30 years. Uh, but most of the other ones, I mean, Samantha knew Nick. They had worked together, but I'd met her twice. Um, so she auditioned. And then a bunch of people that none of us knew just saw it online and thought, hey, that's cool. Some of them had been trying to make it as performers. Um, one is uh, actually probably going to leave our troop here at the end of the year to go to New York and give it a real shot. Um, but he's going to return when he can. Um, we've got another that's been in drama school, and she's graduating now, having just entered a school at the University of Miami for drama four years ago when we started this. Wow. Um, and so it's kind of cool because we have people at all different levels. Uh, some, there was, there's a guy in his 40s that hadn't done any acting like ever and was just looking for something to get started. And yeah. And never too late. Yeah. And never so it, too late. we're lucky enough. Everybody came together and it didn't fall apart like I thought it would. How long has it been together now <laughs> as a group? Um, July will be our fourth anniversary. That's awesome. Wow. And Congratulations. And most of the original cast. Uh, there are... A couple people, one graduated from high school and moved on with their life. One was commuting from the state of Delaware eight hours each way and then moved out to Seattle. So we let her go. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's most Good of move. the original cast is still there. And we've added a few more along the way that we're really pleased with. And what you do is you, 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 you have uh, different shows mm -hmm. uh, that are uh, encased in, in one performance. Yes. So, and you write all these. Yes. For the most part. And these, these are once a month. Yes. And the, uh, the, the, I got Talk the, about prolific. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to prolific. That's what I mean. I, you know, he sends me the script for this, uh, this next one coming up on, on June 8th. And, and, um, and it's like, there's like 80, almost 90 pages of mm -hmm. script. And to yeah. do that on a monthly basis and to do it consistently well is not only my hats off to you, but yeah, it is rather prolific. And to have been doing it for four years, Dear Lord, man, how many <laughs> how many episodes have you written? Uh, so I'd have to stop and really think about it right now, but I Ballpark. know in August we'll be performing our 250th podcast episode. Okay, that's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of episodes. Yeah. That's a lot of writing. Yeah, yeah. Do you does it does it flow? Is it is it because how many of these? Because I know there's I I I saw one sketch that seemed new to me, mm -hmm. and but and then there's the there's one that's been long running, which is the uh, the first. I'm sorry, the first one is <laughs> Universe Journey. Is probably Universe, the one you're yeah, thinking yeah, of. yeah, 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 yeah. That's the one we've done the most. The, the most, yeah. yeah. So now, are you just so entrenched and, and engaged with these characters that it's easy to write? It just continues and just continues to flow. You know where it's going. I mean, I have a general idea where it's going. I'm the type of writer that I don't know for sure where it's going until it kind of flows out of the fingers and onto the page. Mm -hmm. um, I've certainly killed characters without planning to do it and, and such. Uh, characters I had, I had plans for, and then they just died, and there wasn't anything I could do about it. But, you know, uh, for the most part, I mean, we uh, just in the last year, I started having story meetings with a couple of the cast that have wanted to contribute, um, at least ideas, if not writing outright. And so we'll talk over where the stories are going, and they've pitched some ideas that I've been able to use. So I think that's made the stories this year even better, is some of the cast that have been here wanted to get involved. Does that take, up, yeah. does that take some of the heavy lifting off of you, as far as all the ideas? Yeah, I mean... Aren't you ever afraid you're going to run out of ideas? I mean, eventually, maybe. I, I haven't... I don't think we're anywhere near running out of ideas now. I mean, I think this show will go at least another four years, hopefully much longer. That's but crazy. We've got, certainly, at, 
I mean, most of the stories for the next year on our main story run, our main uh, segments, are pretty much planned out. And then some of the newer, the more what-off standalones, you know, we kind of go do as we go. So what we've got going on in June, you've already mm-hmm. got July kind of sketched out in your head. Oh, July's done. July's done. Oh, oh, oh July's yeah, yeah. done. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah. no. Oh, I'm now. Yeah, yeah. So you, it's not like, you know, I've, I've got two hours to finish this. No, yeah. because the audition packet needs to go out two months before the performance. So I tried to stay four months ahead, but the audition packet for July, it's actually not out yet. It needs to get out any day, but that script's done because I need to make the audition packet from it. August is half done, uh, which I'm behind right now. I should have been further ahead. Prolific. And you guys record like like a year almost in advance. Yeah. So, like, when, so like when you record in June, when that's not going to air next until... June. What? June. Yeah, when we so, started, we started six months. Uh, I, I banked them for six months. And I'm glad we did because we had equipment issues and stuff. Um, but the cast was really upset with me by month two. Like, just put it out there. And I'm like, no, we're going to wait six months. And because we do four a month and we've done some uh, non-scripted one-on-one interviews with the cast, which are really popular on the podcast feed, uh, we've now been able to get a whole year ahead. And that's where we're going to stay. We'll release extra if we need to, but... Now we can release Christmas episodes at Christmas instead of in the summer. Right. So, <laughs> and then yeah. you do these live in front yes. of pe- in front of a live group. Yeah. So, so people that are there mm-hmm. get to see it. Yes. But if you're not there, you're not going to hear it unless you pay for our Patreon feed. Ah. Mm. Okay. And now this brings us into the whole network. When did the was was the network started right out of the gate as well? No, no, no. The network kind of evolved. Yes. Now, what's all in the network besides the 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 podcast? There's about uh, 12, 13, 14 programs on the network right now. Um, Radio Hour is our flagship. It's still the one I put the most effort on. Um, The second thing on the network was something called Dirty Story Night, where just as our cast after parties, we'd start doing competitive erotic fan fiction and record it. Um, We think it's pretty funny. That's an after party right there. So we did 100 and some episodes of that uh, that are all released. We actually uh, are still getting great downloads, but haven't recorded in a while, so we need to make some new ones of those. But then we, other people had ideas, and I was like, let's just make them a network and put them all out together. Um, so I'm heavily involved in three or four of the programs, but a lot of the other people in our orbit, some of them in the show, some of them just see us and are friends with us, you know. I also have a recurring guest spot on on, on Squatch Smashers, yes. which is also part of your, yes. your network. I'm joining that cast as well. Here. Oh, yeah. oh, really? Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm yeah. excited. <laughs> it's, you it's, it's, what do you, what's your, uh, do you know? Yeah, what do you, what's your I think I'm going to be, be one of the announcer. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, the announcers? Okay. Yeah. All right. So you are kind of getting the a little taste of the performing. I mean, I was very clear with Darren that once he records it, if he doesn't think it's up to par, recast me, I'm okay with it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I love to perform. I'm just not great at it. So it's, it's going to be it's a, right it's, it's a fun and bizarre little little show. I love Squatch Matches. Yeah, it's so it, good. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, I had nothing to do with the creation of that, so I can say it's, yeah, it's yeah. really good. It's it's fun, it's funny, and it's, it is bizarre. It yeah. is bizarre. It's very bizarre. When you first joined, uh, I listened to that episode, yeah. and like, I kind of like scrolled to where you were, and I was like, I'll listen to Dino's part. No, you, I was like, need, what the no, fuck yeah, is going you, on? You need, you and need, I had to go back. You need like, to go right, back and listen start. to the whole episode so you know exactly why my character makes any type of sense at all. Well, uh, season two got so dense. Now you can't even just do an episode. You got to listen to the whole thing. You yeah. gotta go. Yeah. You got. You got to. You got to commit. Wait, what's, your I think is good. what's your catchphrase? What's your catchphrase? What's your catchphrase? Check your pocket. <laughs> <laughs> check your pocket. <laughs> That's the yeah. Oh, I manifest things in people's pockets if they're 
hoping and wishing for something <laughs> and sometimes it's not always good uh but but it's a it's a lot of a lot of fun and uh so our, our they all thrive on on the network they all live on the network and maybe not all of them are as as thrive as as some of the others but mm -hmm. they're all present and and there yeah and it I gives mean, everybody an outlet yeah i, I think it's just nice yeah. to is, band together and cross promote each other you is know? it up to the individuals who are on this network to kind of push their own product or does the network do some of that everybody on the network at least once per episode needs to plug some one of the other programs on the network and we ask them to get around to everybody right so yeah it's just total cross promotion mainly. And, but the individuals themselves if they want to promote their own product that's up to them to promote as much or as little as they want to yeah i mean everything they put out we have network social media that we promote on facebook on twitter mm -hmm. um so we promote everything from every program on the network on those feeds but then yeah most of them have their own pages as well that they manage themselves digital media what we are involved in with this podcast and everything that you guys do seems to be uh the future i hear about all these people investing all this money into it but then it also seems to to reach this this stumbling block where nobody really knows what to do with it what to do with it is it because there's so much of it I think so. I think it's hard to break through. I mean, it's the problem that we, when, when we went from three networks to cable television, how the, you know, how many options you had. Now right. there's so many more. Right. Um, I'm not very business minded. I certainly haven't figured out how to make this network profitable yet, uh, but I'm working on it. And, mm -hmm. you know, we're, we're coming along. Yeah. But it seems to be that's the way to go. There's like, there, I don't know what the magic formula is to to, to succeed and, and make a, a living well, my, off my of it. My theory is we have a lot of really good programs on the network, some that I have nothing to do with, you know, like just really good programs. And if one of them would take off, then that helps all of us. So I feel like that gives us a much better chance because it's going to take a certain amount of luck for anybody to take off. But if we got 12 programs cross-promoting each other and one of them takes off, I think a fair number of people will check out the yeah. other 11. I treat it so. kind of like, uh, equate it to almost like a garage band. You right. know, it's how, in a lot of ways. Right. You know, you're just trying to break through. I think it was actually, yeah, it was it was Darren. Oh, your name comes up again, Darren, yeah, uh, Darren. Who, who sent me a, an email a long, a long time ago and I kind of broke it down and I'm, and I'm simplifying this. But uh, there was a number like there are five or six hundred thousand podcasts out there, but only half of those put out a product on a regular basis. So now, oh, you, it's that high? Huh? I, I wouldn't even think yeah, it's that high. Or if that, yeah. All right, yeah. So that cuts it down. Yeah. And, and as we've learned, we've learned this. Mm -hmm. uh, consistency is the name of the game. Yes. You definitely have to keep putting out. You can't do a podcast. You know, one Wednesday, and then oh, I'm gonna do another podcast uh, Four months, six Wednesdays yeah, from yeah, now, yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. expect people to 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 hop on and 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 be devoted to it. Mm -hmm. So we so you know half of those aren't consistent, and then he said, and and now the ones that are consistent, half of those, excuse me, I'm not casting stones, suck or oh, at or, least. or or aren't at good. Least, yeah. So now the number's even lower. Yes. You know, as far as the quality that's out there. So it is possible to worm through and and, and break out if if you're good. Does it take yeah. what once again, I don't know the magic secret formula. I don't know what the secret sauce is to getting the right person, the right entity to hear the right thing at the right time because uh guys who started off early in this business Whose podcasts I, I really Mark Marin, who who just decided to, you know, start talking to his friends in his garage, 
huge. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Joe Rogan, huge. You know, uh, Chris Hardwick. Chris Hardwick, yeah. another one. Yeah. Yeah. He's got quite the following. Yeah. So, you know, those guys had some name recognition behind them. Yes. To start, mm-hmm. you know, it's not that they, you know, that they were just nobodies that decided to do podcasts. So they had that going for them. Mm-hmm. But we're nobodies. Right. We're nobodies yeah. that put out. Well, yeah, well, there's somebody that put out a, good product. A step further, and we're nobodies that put out that, good product. That you have these niche podcasts. You know, I've, I've got a, a Game of Thrones podcast that I listens to. Well, Game of Thrones might be the biggest show in the in the planet, mm-hmm. but there's only. I mean, that's probably a tiny fraction of the globe that watches that show. And then there's even a tinier fraction of that globe that listens to this podcast. But the people who listen to that podcast are all in mm-hmm. and I think that's part of it too is finding your niche and I think that's some of kind of what you're doing what we're doing we're finding the the degenerate alcoholics right. and we're finding <laughs> the, the people who, who cry, crave this kind of sketch comedy that you can't find mm-hmm. anymore and some of your other uh, shows I, I, I think part of it too is I mean we, not to be self-indulgent but I really love doing this what's yeah. fun why, yeah, why, why, you, why wouldn't you, you know, want to I do really this? love doing this and this this is just like oh, it's so freeing and I, I the more I do it the the more I want to do it and, mm-hmm. I, and I love doing it and then you know Hansberry's been with me from the get-go but then when John Whitney came on board with the YouTube and now we have that exposure uh, with the with the YouTube channel which uh, 105 subscribers yes. and counting. 106, 106 subscribers. Yeah, I subscribed right before I came over because I was listening to last week. I was listening to last week. Yeah, I was 106. Yes. I was listening to last week's episode and you were like, we're at 99. I'm like, I'm going to be 100, but I was too late. Six too late. last week. <laughs> no, that's all right. What? 106. You know, Thank and you guys. then, <laughs> I mean, we, 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 we're giddy. Mm-hmm. Over the fact that we break a hundred, and then you see other YouTube channels that have you know, a million subscribers, and yeah. you know, like well, you're not demonstrating makeup tips. Well, yeah, yeah. I know. Well, I know. point too, Jimmy, what you were just talking about. There's so much. There's so much content. So that a hundred and six, I would rather talk to a hundred and six people who really give a shit about what we're talking about mm-hmm. than to uh, you know ten thousand and six people who are just like driving the car and don't give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. sure, absolutely. I take it very seriously, and I, and I love doing it, and I love talking to people like you and finding out how their brains work. You said you were writing from an early age. Yeah. Yeah, and 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 you went with the self-publishing route, which that industry in itself has changed dramatically in, oh, the, last, yeah. in the last 10 years. Absolutely. I mean, there was a time, and I'm older than you, uh, there was a time where... Uh, to self-publish was was looked upon with some disdain in the, mm-hmm. in the in the publishing world. That if you self-published, you weren't good enough to be published on your own. That's not the case anymore. No, now it's the natural stepping stone, the first step. Right. And then if you sell enough books self-published, then a publisher will pick you up. Pick you up, right? Yeah. It's like it's like the the, the baby step. Yeah. The, okay. Then they kind of look and say, "Huh, he's selling some books. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should hop on this." Absolutely. Right. Now is it up to you as the as the person who self publishes to to say I've sold this many books to, and, and and feed it to a publisher? Oh yeah, I, I mean when uh, I first the first books I, mean, I publishers self- aren't going aren't scouring uh, Amazon going and looking are they? Um, I I'm sure they are. They're looking only at those top sellers though. They're if you want to break through and you're not in that top ten list or whatever, then you need to do it yourself. Um, I mean, when I first self-published through Amazon back in like college, and that was quite a few years ago, 
um, you had to pay Amazon hundreds of dollars just to do a print book that every time people ordered it, they ran a copy and sent you a few bucks. And now we've got some books through the network and they don't cost anything to list on Amazon. We just upload the PDF and Boom. it's for sale. And then we start getting royalties. I mean, we've got a radio hour novel, the, a universe journey novel that goes with the radio hour. Um, that's its own thing. It's not just ripping off the scripts that we've released as well. Uh, as a supplement right i mean that's why i did the network I, I mean i love radio hour and i'd love to spend all my time on it but i've got a cast of 18 it would take a lot of blowing up to pay 19 people a livelihood right so with the network i was like well this is a chance to maybe get some income and a couple of us to do more work could support ourselves and then we can start paying those other people as well and build it out from there uh, obviously we're not anywhere near there right now but then same thing with the novel i was like oh well this is a income stream that's just mine because I wrote this book and I right. can put it out there So the income capitalize. stream comes directly to you. It doesn't get shared with the network. At the moment, it's all going to the network. It's all going to the it's network. It's all going to the I mean, there hasn't been much of a, enough of an income stream to do that. I still have some debt that I've sunk into it mm. on equipment and stuff for radio hours. So it's all, I'm not making any money <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well, join the club. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't want people to think they're supporting my <laughs> you know, lavish lifestyle if they buy the university. So do you have a regular job? He's got oh, yeah. a yacht. Yes. You I, have a, a, I have a, you know, eight, eight to four. You have an eight to four week. job and then yeah. you, you and write. And then And a two-year-old. <laughs> and then you write 90 pages and a of yacht. script. And, yeah. a, and a yacht. <laughs> yeah. And a two-year-old. Yeah. Now, is, is, your, is your wife a creative person? No. And she hates everything I write. So. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the club there, Jimmy. Does she hate the, 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 the subject matter or does she just think you're a shitty writer? I think it's the subject matter. Okay. I hope. I hope. <laughs> but, you know, our opening uh, theme song to Radio Hour is Welcome to Our Show. It's the best show you're going to know, which is very tongue-in-cheek because I don't think by any means it's the best show. But she loves to walk around the house going, it's the worst show you're going to know. <laughs> yeah, she's a jerk. She keeps you humble. I mean, I don't need her to keep me humble. It. I'm humble on my own. <laughs> but, yeah, certainly she contributes. So has she ever really actually looked at you and said, James, this is fucking awesome. No. <laughs> I mean, she was impressed when we were she was impressed when we were dating, and she saw I had this couple self published novels. I think she read the first one, and she actually came to the first couple radio hour shows, and then she was like, "I am not enjoying this. I, I don't need get it. Yeah, <laughs> do I have to around. keep coming?" And I'm like, "No." So she stopped. So she 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 knew what you were doing and yeah. what you wanted to do. So she fell in love with you for other reasons, not because you were this, not just you're, the, you're this creative genius who... No, not at all. What are the novels about? Um, so I don't want to plug the novels I published in college because while they're still there, they need some rewriting. I'm not... They don't stand the test of time. Okay. Um, Fair but enough. the Universe Journey novel, uh, I can plug that because I'm proud of that. That is... Um, it's a, Universe Journey is our... It's almost a Star Trek ripoff, but it doesn't... It's in its own universe, its own stories, its own characters. And it's a starship people traveling and the novel is basically the captain's backstory as he goes up the ranks and we get him from the academy days up to present but then we also get to see some of his thinking in his earliest missions where he's thinking back um about his past so we kind of try to build to what who why he is how he is so are these novels humorous because universe journey is, it's relatively humorous is, is, is humorous. i mean it's more dramatic than universe journey was at the time i'd say the last year universe journey got a lot more dramatic uh universe journey has been pretty dark as of late although we're gonna get it back to comedy here soon uh-huh why do you think why did it take such a dark turn 
Well, we uh, last year in our third anniversary, it's a little bit of a spoiler because the podcast isn't quite out uh, yet. Okay. But, but I'll go ahead and spoil. Spoiler. I'll go ahead and spoil. Spoiler alert! Maybe it'll get people excited. In our forty-second episode of Universe Journey, we blew up the ship, and the captain uh, did not tell his superiors why he blew up the ship. He did it for good reason, but it was a reason he had to keep secret. And so, in the month after that, we did an hour-long original musical. Um, where the captain <laughs> faced the <laughs> justice and we lost a, and yeah. was demoted. We and decided it's taken a dark, dramatic turn. Yeah, uh, let's do a musical. musical. It was a, it was actually quite a dark musical. Love it. Um, and so at the end, the captain was demoted and sent to a faraway space station, and everybody else was scattered. So for the last year, all the crew have been on their own story plots, and hopefully soon we'll be getting them back together. Well, and going and back to the you comedy. brought that brought up a good point that I was going to ha- have you talk about. Like mm-hmm. there are songs like you have a musician yeah. who you I mean at least I don't know once or twice a show we have you two, guys have songs we have two composers working for us uh by working I mean volunteering their time and, and they're talent. great like yeah beautiful, like, beautifully um, played pretty much every song has it or every segment has its own theme song uh we've got one guy that does all the theme songs Nathan Haley he's fantastic and then he's just slow because he's very busy works a lot of jobs so we were never going to get a musical out of him because it would have taken him five years to write eight songs and then we brought in Kristen Green who uh, is a singer songwriter she's part of the band so long stargazer which is fantastic and now she composes all the one-offs and musical numbers Fun. like we've done a couple mini musicals and then we did the eight song hour-long musical last august it's awesome so yeah so knee-deep involved with um iabd yes and you're still writing your own personal stuff yes some i mean most of my writing is radio hour these days okay but is it does that bother you does it uh, do you you get frustrated that some of your personal writing is taking a back seat i mean i see radio hour as my personal writing honestly okay so no i i wouldn't say that i get frustrated more all of the keeping the website up to date and building out the wiki page and uh-huh. all of those menial tasks that have to be done. All the just, I, I don't want to call it busy work cause it's all important, but those administrative tasks are what I get frustrated by. Right. So you work from eight to four yep. and how much time do you devote on all of this after four o'clock? Well, I, I actually work four tens. I was just, you know, eight to four was just whatever. Uh, and I spend one day a week providing childcare to my daughter and niece so I'm with two two-year-olds all day, one day a week. But yeah, I, which is good material, but no time yeah. to do anything. So yeah, I get right. if I'm lucky, I'll get an hour on a weekday to work, mainly just like getting the social media links. But I mean, Sam does a lot of the social media, but I do a little bit, and just trying to get links out and stuff. Um, weekends, I'll Saturday, Sunday. I tell my wife I need at least one of those two days most weekends for an eight-hour shift to to write and stuff because otherwise it doesn't get done. That's a very understanding woman. She's, I wouldn't say she's uh, super happy about it. But <laughs> something she doesn't like. <laughs> but she rolls with it. it helps. She, she rolls with yeah, it. It helps yeah. that she doesn't have her own projects that are getting in the way. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. She's a saint. Wow. I've never met her. <laughs> Already. But we like you. What's her name? Morgan. Morgan. You're a saint. Thanks, Morgan. You're a saint, Morgan. Thank you. You're I'm pretty saint. fond of her. She actually seemed a little annoyed when I left to go do this tonight. So. <laughs> Morgan, thank you for. Don't be annoyed. <laughs> Don't be annoyed with them. It was. It's all. It's all for the good. It's all to promote the thing that that you don't like to go to. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, she does wish us success and hope that it takes off. Of so I can she write does. it. I mean, that's, you know, she's uh, not. I don't want to paint her as somebody that's down. No, on I know. And, it's and, just and, not her and, personal taste. I know you're joking. And yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's important to to have your partner support you and what you do. Yeah. I mean, other, otherwise, God. Uh, 
That would be hellish. Yes. That would be hellish on, on, on so many different levels. Um, so I, I don't know which way I, I want to go because where, where, where do you – do you have a, a, a goal, a dream as to what you would like to see happen with, with, uh, with the network, with, with, with Radio Hour, with your, your novels? I mean, we talked about you, you self-published, but, you know, would you in your heart of hearts like to – be published by oh yeah by you know I a, mean, a books and a, a, a bricks and mortar pu- publisher yeah I mean my goal is to find a way to make enough money on these creative projects that I can just work on creative projects just work on creative yeah. projects I mean if I obviously with everybody else involved there's a lot of people to pay out there are certain projects I do for the network that are pretty much just me and you know hopefully that'll help in my goal like in the novel you know the novel I would get the money for that. Um, because I wrote it myself, even though a lot of the cast did a read-through, and I really appreciated that. Um, but with the Radio Hour, they all sign contracts that basically say, if I start profiting off of this, you get a cut. Um, to protect them and, and to protect me. Sure. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I would hope that the network with ad money and with the novel sales and all those little pieces would co- cobble together enough for me to stay home. And if it was a lot more, I'd open an office and hire some of them full-time too. But, yeah, it's a struggle. It's <laughs> a struggle, but you... But you, you seem so happy going through the struggle. I mean, I'm really happy when I'm writing. I'm really happy doing it. The show is usually my favorite day of the month. Um, do, you it, get, do you get depressed? Do you get frustrated? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, there are times we'll have a show that feels a little flat. Not a lot. In May, I thought the show was great that we just did, but we had a smaller audience than normal. You know, And when the only handful of people show up, you're disappointed because a lot of people put effort into it. And there are frequently times where I you know, have distributed the script to the cast and felt good about it. And then I reread it and I'm like, ah, oh, this just wasn't a great month, <laughs> you know, uh, frequently. Cause I'm always second guessing myself, but oh, you can't, you can't expect to hit home runs each and every month. I, I mean, maybe that, that's the thought process. Yeah. Maybe that's what you'd like to do. And, and, and maybe that's, you know, part of our frustration sure. because we, 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 we do something creative. I work with, with John on a lot of projects over the years and we get, we get frustrated. In fact, we just, we just literally crumbled up, <laughs> uh, an entire treatment mm-hmm. for for a film that we were going to yeah. do because uh you know after consulting with with a, a friend of ours we, we like oh he, he spoke the truth and we went okay he just saved us a lot of work and <laughs> yeah and now we're back to the yeah. drawing board to try to figure out what the next thing's going to be and when you talk about prolific that's the thing you know quantity versus quality you know when you when you just start pushing shit out there you're, you're bound to have stuff better than others i mean we yeah yeah well that's i mean that's why we've had these story meetings and things is i'm constantly trying to think of what we can do better so that the quality is not just maintained but increases over time you mentioned uh, uh you know stuff you wrote in college yeah and you know that doesn't hold up do you ever have any desire to go back and, and oh absolutely i and, i still and, like and, the and, concept and of that series you I think you could write it better now yeah oh absolutely you definitely yeah definitely so what do you think makes you a better writer just the fact that you keep doing it over and over and over again or does the age and experience factor in i mean all of the above all the above honestly i mean the radio are specifically I noticed in the early days, a lot of the biggest laughs were improv lines that I didn't add in. Mm-hmm. I was constantly watching the cast and trying to write to them. So I would credit a lot of the improvement of the scripts over the years of the cast performance and trying to write material worthy of that. Now, when they improv, do they improv in rehearsals or do they sometimes improv at the live show? 
I asked them to improv in rehearsals first so we can say yay or nay, yeah. but there have been times where they just whip it out for the live show and, and go with it. Do you think sometimes that they're saving it and uh, doing that on purpose? There is one cast member in particular who I am absolutely sure is doing that. Is doing that and saving it? Like, I'm not going to do it in rehearsal. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm letting this loose on the live. And, and he knows it annoys me and he does it anyway because, I don't know, he likes annoying me. Um, but yeah, and most of them, if they've got the idea, they'll just toss it out in rehearsal. And most, I mean, normally it's not like they'll toss out a line and then we stop and talk about it. I'll, they'll look at me and I'll give them a nod or they'll know if everybody else is laughing, they're clear to do it unless I speak up and say, don't do it. Right. Um, and normally I don't cause these guys know what they're doing. I'm going to uh, close on a, on a competitive note. Oh, okay. Mm. The Columbus podcast awards. Are, are being voted on as we speak. It's the first annual Columbus Podcast Awards, and you and I have been uh, emailing back and forth that we think it's, first of all, the exposure, awesome. Sure. Because uh, who knew that there were so many podcasts originating from Columbus, Ohio? There's mm -hmm. there's a boatload of them. Yeah. There really is. So um, you're nominated. Yes. And we're nominated. Yes. And... We're in the same category. We are. Uh, yeah, we've got three shows on the network in that category. But yeah, Radio Hour is in there. Yeah. Yeah. Now you three, three. Okay. Yeah, in that squad. category. In that category. Are, do you, are, you, are you hurting yourself by having three? Are you splitting your vote? <laughs> Probably. Um, I'm, is it like being voted for best actor and best supporting actor? And then, and then you don't know which, which way you're going to go? I mean, it's been a little hard to hold myself back to not be like, just push radio, push out Radio right? Hour. Because I don't want to hurt Squatch Mashers. Dirty Story Night, I don't give a crap about. Um, I own that too. So, and nobody, you know, else does anything with that other than me. I mean, they write the stories, but I record it. And whatever. Right, right, right. So I'm, I think we're all okay if that doesn't win, but I would love to push radio hour. Uh, however, if we come in second to whiskey business, I'm, oh, I, I'm you're not assuming that you're going to, you're assuming that we would come in first. I'm not assuming <laughs> that where we can, you can vote for, um, radio hour, yeah. uh, Columbus podcast awards.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can vote for Radio Hour. You can vote for Whiskey Business um, and, or some of the other ones that are on there as well. And then you can scroll all the way down and vote for Podcast of the Year. Mm -hmm. That'd be cool. Yeah, I want to push Radio Hour for that, too, even though I've got, like I said, eight podcasts competing. So it's trying to balance. I mean, we've got three in the TV category as well competing. We've got Stickated Nightmares. We've got Marion's Macabre View. And then it's all been trekked before, which is mine. So, of course, I want to do that one. But... Because you know. you're a big Star Trek fan. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, that's Obviously. just hanging out with my friend Stephen Woosley and Keith Jackson, some other people. We just watch it. And I don't care if anybody listens to that podcast. That's just us it's hanging fun. out and talking and you about it. do it, it for yourself. Yeah. And, but, but, but sometimes I don't even hit record on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we just do it for fun. Yeah. yeah. But that's sometimes how some of the things get really successful. Yeah. The things you don't give a shit about all of a sudden ignite and, and, and go. Yeah. I think sometimes people pick up on the... Uh, uh, on the I don't give shitness yeah. part. Uh, I like that. Uh, the uh, I don't give shitness? Yeah, I don't give <laughs> shitness part of it, you know? <laughs> I, I think they pick up on it. These guys are just having fun, and I'm having fun watching them have yeah. fun, you know, which I think is I mean, we're part still of our... trying to deliver a good product for the audience, but we're not, you know, spending any effort thinking about how do we promote it, you know? If they There's, listen, they listen. You're not having podcast meetings to discuss with how this next episode's no, going to be. No, not for that. Where it's all been, been trekked before. No. Yeah. Radio uh, Hour's the one we do all that effort for. Yeah. yeah. So most of it goes into that. Yeah, I mean, I also write a weekly photo comic. I, you know, we do the short story contest, and I contribute a story to that. You know, so there's other things that I spend photo time comic. On. What? Yeah, 
Uh, we launched this last month. It's called Life's Gummy. Um, Nikki Smith and I have done this together. She's the managing uh, director at Mad Lab. And we take a bunch of gummy bears and we put them in my living room and stage them and take photos with cell phones and we've written scripts to go with them. And every week you get like an eight panel comic strip on Saturday mornings. Okay. It's a how, how did how did, <laughs> how did Who decided to, you know what? These gummy bears, <laughs> we could do more than just eat them. We could actually make them into a comic. How did that happen? Nikki was playing around at work with people and uh, just like setting gummy bears up at her place of employment and then posting pictures on Facebook and telling us about the story of people taking them down and her putting them back. And she built it into a tribe. And I reached out to her and said, hey, Nikki, we, we need to do this. I mean, she was already doing a video series for the network called Nikki Tells You How to Live Your Life, which is fantastic. Yeah. And I said, OK, Nikki, you and I were doing the photo comics. So the first few months i've written all the scripts and she's but she helped do all the pictures and stuff so we'll see how it goes that's cool it's still pretty new but it's still yeah. pretty new but but fun yeah and does, it, does that energize you when you get something new and exciting and yeah. fun and different to well, kind of at this point like a little shot of adrenaline at this adrenaline? point i'm hesitant to take on any new big projects with uh -huh. life's gummy i was like i can knock out three or four months in really a day so i'm gonna jump on it because it's a quick thing but it's still fun so and it's fringe but accessible. I don't, yeah. I, you know, I don't, you know, like this, this old time radio thing. Like again, to go back to what I, the first thing I said, like it was this old timey thing, nostalgic, vintage, you know, vinyl records and drinking bourbon. But I knew I it was exciting and new. Yeah, and it was exciting. Well, it, it is. It's, it's fun and it's well done and it's great. Thank and, you. And it's nominated, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, in the Columbus Podcast Awards. So, um. I'm looking forward to June, uh, to, to to being the guest narrator once again. At uh, so, uh, if if you guys win the Columbus Podcast Awards, uh, I'll feel like I've you know contributed contributed. So I'm excited about that, and I'm excited about uh, doing your show in, in June. And I want to thank you for coming on our show with this man and, and, and sharing some time with us. Well, thank you very much. And uh, I wish you nothing but a huge success, continued success. With, with IABD and everybody that's associated with that. You are a talented group of people. And yeah. uh, and if you got a solid leader, be he James Daly or Jerome Wetzel, either one. <laughs> or Jimmy. <laughs> All right, uh, let me take the time to, to give some business here. Uh, well, we, we talked and joked about it, uh, mm -hmm. ColumbusPodcastAwards.com. Yeah, yes. normally we do this up front. We do. Uh, you know, and, and obviously mm -hmm. we want you to vote for us. But sure. if you find it in your heart to vote for uh, the IABD network, it's all been done before network. But also... I'm dyslexic. You're just drunk. Yeah. We're on the Instagram, Whiskey Business Podcast. Yes. On the Facebooks. Uh, Twitter whiskey biz show mm -hmm. um, but also uh, we're, we're, you know we've been really promoting our YouTube channel a lot lately we're up to 106 f subscribers thanks to Jerome thank James you Danny Wetzel. <laughs> uh, whiskey business show with Dino Tripodis and that's a lot of fun because we have uh, video shorts and uh, which yeah, we're gonna be doing yeah. more of we're gonna, we're gonna it's a fun it's it's fun to just kind of watch us be nonsensical in in person uh but uh we uh, uh hopefully you subscribe and uh, rate and review us on the itunes and uh grassroots effort share with your friends does that help a grassroots effort for you guys oh you think? absolutely yeah I should mention our website or Sam will probably Please. kill me. Yeah. IABD presents.com. Thanks. Yes. Sure. Yeah. You don't want Sam killing you. 
Like, I don't. She's no. probably she's she quite, scares me. She could beat me up. Yeah, I'm sure. Did. I'm sure. When she's when she listens to this, be it audio or watches it on YouTube, she's gonna like website, <laughs> website, <laughs> website, and then and we're on the Twitter and the Facebook and the Instagram. She, she you can find it. Just search IBD presents. Sorry, yeah, and then Sam. everything everything yeah. else will pop up. Yeah, a good website. All right. So we good. We good. Good. We're good. The guest bottle. Let me uh, cl- a closing note there. What do you think of the Uncle Nearest? Oh, it's great. Yeah. Yeah. Real good. Yeah. Nathan Nathan Nearest Green was responsible for uh, Jack Daniels making the whiskey, and they and they do it. They you know it's 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 uh, it's it's done that way. You know the same charcoal way. You know just drip by drip. You know so they do it the the same way as they do the the Jack Daniels, and we're I'm pretty pretty fond of this. I'm gonna have to score another bottle. There was yeah, only thanks. one left on the shelf when I when I picked this up, and mm. I, and I'm glad I did. So. Let's drink something else so there's still a little bit of it left <laughs> before it's all said and done. Uh, this is $58 a bottle. It's it's, it's, it's 100 proof, uh, and uh, uh, but it, I think it's, it's worth every, every nickel. Yeah, 90% corn rye and uh, maple charcoal. And, and it's, uh, I would assume, by the Jack Daniels family. The only thing that's connected to this is the fact that this. You know, this is where Jack Daniels learned how to make it. So make I guess that was my question. It's not. It's and not I a... strongly suggest that you that you go and, and 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 Google this story. It's it's a great story. There's a great video with uh, the actor Jeffrey Wright, uh, who talks about this story as well. You should check out. Uh, so you can Google that and see. And and it's it's really uh, amazing stuff. And I'm glad that that part of the history was was brought to the surface and, and revealed because it's a it's a great story and, and that's it's just as whiskey. much as uh the drinking as the, as the talking about it it's kind yeah. of fun uh that's what i love about whiskey i mean you know that's what i love about drinking whiskey is well that's how that's how whiskey business kind of started mm-hmm. a podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey sitting here sharing a bottle and and talking to different people every week like like James Daly, a.k.a. Jerome Wetzel, a.k.a. <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy. <laughs> uh, no, all right, Whiskey Business of Never Luck Production, produced on the audio side admirably week after week by Greg Hansberry, and on the YouTube side, like a TV show, each and every week, John Whitney uh, doing his very best and bringing his talents to the scene week after week. I am Dino Tripodis. Thank you for listening or watching, and until... The next bottle. See ya. Mad Magazine. Advertising mascots. B-movie posters. And cartoons. Oh yeah, can't forget cartoons. If you get the funky connection that ties these pop culture gems together, you'll dig two designers walk into a bar. See, we're a couple of creatively curious pals living between the bookends of grand museums and dive bars. Hey, you know the place, the sweet spot where highbrow and lowbrow become drinking buddies. So join our barroom chats as we talk influential work and uncover stories of how the familiar became iconic. Think behind the music for the stuff we love. Check out our website at twodesignerswalkintoabar.com. And listen wherever you get your podcasts or visit evergreenpodcasts.com.